Oh, there she blows. There she goes, there she blows. Poop deck. You gotta swab it. Swab the beef soup poop deck. Ahoy, mateys. All aboard. My cauldron has bubbled over and I got beef soup poop all over my poop deck. Damn, we're gonna have to swab that later. But not right now, because this is the Beef Soup Podcast and we're ready to go. Welcome back. We're your hosts. Daniel and Bo. And we're here to have a good dang old time. I don't Baby. You don't have a good time? No, I'm gonna have a bad time. You wanna have a bad, sad boy. Boy sad boy, bad boy day. Well, I'll tell you what. Episode eleven. I'll tell you what. This is episode eleven. Could have been twelve. Could have been like should have been twelve. Should have been twelve or thirteen. At but least thirteen, but yeah, we're on episode. Cut 11. the first one. Apple. Don't forget about this. Apple iTunes consumed one. They're gone. Bet you into the abyss. All the pre-programming probes in the Apple software listened to that episode and was like, "Hot damn, this get, go- get is, this out of here. It's gold. We got to take this voice edit and sell it." If they're making money off of it, I would like to see some of those proceeds. Oh, there's so many dang old clouds out there. That's somewhere. It's in some businessman's back pocket. That's what I thought, like, with the cloud. Nobody understands the cloud, but with the cloud, you'd think, those episodes have to be somewhere. They're out there. I'm just waiting for a good rain <laughs> for that thing to just <laughs> land right in my lap. I wonder if the cloud, I mean, it's got to have some kind of massive storage, like, warehouse. Like this just huge tower of memory. Do you think there really is one? I hope so, because I just would like really like to think that there's a guy just sitting in front of it rubbing his hands all day. Like, I have it all. I have the information. (laughs) I have it all. Wait, watch this. Double click. See this? Information. New information. It's got to be a huge tower, though. It'd be massive. Oh, seriously? Yeah. It's probably like... It'd be even funnier if it was just like one little flash drive in yeah, the back yeah. of Sony's yeah, computer. It's the, it's the technology that they've had made for at least ten years that they won't sell for another forty. They'll, just, they'll step. They stone, just have it. They'll, yeah. they'll keep step stoning to that point. And then by that time, it's just somebody's wearing it on their wrist. The cloud yeah. is just on whoever the new Steve Jobs is. What iPhones out right now? Like the X. Yeah, I think the X is. They the went one. real edgy with it, like seven, eight, nine X, like. Yeah, they had to get the people going. We hate 10. Have yeah. X. You know, like XXX. X, X. Yeah, I'm eventually they're going to get to the iPhone XXX, X, X, and it's just a boob. And I'm sure... <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> just, just nipple. <laughs> you rotate in the nip round. But uh, I'm sure they have X1 and X2 made. X3 is already being like... Oh yeah, they're definitely Man, like, years ahead. In the with process their phones. of being manufactured, and X minus boob plus nip is like being drawn up. Yeah, now. it's on the board. Yeah. Well, I think so. It's this phone, the end of August right now. Yeah, but this phone's even slimmer, and now you have 250 gigabytes of space, and you can fold it in half and stick it in your pocket. It fits in your wallet. <laughs> I'm waiting for them to just go back to flip phones. Like, I'm waiting for that to come back around. A lot of nostalgia has been coming back. Old Pokemon and TV shows and toys and just other things. Yeah, they're remaking so just about like everything. The flip ma- phones are due. Mm, business idea. Well, it's going to be the Nokia first. Yeah. 
And everyone's going to be playing Snake. You tired getting bent over by Apple every goddamn day <laughs> of your life? You want to really stick it to the man and get back to that indestructible flip phone nonsense? <laughs> get a Nokia. And then we don't sell it for 10 bucks. Of course, we sell it for 300 500, yeah. 500 nostalgia. $500 Nokia, and it's exactly the same as it was in the 90s. <laughs> exactly. It's, but it's it's the only thing that it needs to do is have Snake on it. That's it. I'm all, all I want is Snake. Good game, Snake. Mm-hmm. And we got to keep the cr- the screen just as small. Well, so they, your Snake can't really get that big. Yeah, and Snake didn't have any in-app purchases, so you could give it to your kids. Play with my Snake. Hey, bud, play with my Snake. This is my Snake from the 90s. Watch it get longer. <laughs> Feed the snake. <laughs> Just feed that snake. Um, I think Apple's ultimate goal, now that we've been brainstorming here, is to keep making the phone smaller and slimmer until it fits in your wallet like a card so you could really use Apple Pay. Oh, so you don't even... Well, no, their grand scheme is just to make it a wallet. <laughs> Put your money in it. Yeah. <laughs> the phone will be a money clip. Hey, would you like to use Apple Pay? Yeah, yeah. And they just pull a you know, yeah, money like clip out with dollars in it. The first ones come out, and the cashews are like, what the, what the hell is this? Oh, he's one of those people that puts their phone in the back pocket. <laughs> what the hell's wrong? And then it's like, no, I'm paying. Paying Apple Pay. It's, you know, it's Have you ever been now. a back pocket phone boy? That's like the only place I keep my pocket. Ah. Well, I used to wear skinny jeans pretty much exclusively, and didn't really fit in the front pocket. And if it did, you couldn't get your hand I remember in there. you doing it during baseball because there's no side pockets. You just have that one, like, pointless pocket in the back that barely fits baseball gloves. Yeah. But that makes sense then. I've always been a back pocket phone boy. But you got two perfectly... Like, we're not like girls who have the pockets in the front that only go down, like, an inch and a half. But that's what I'm saying. I was always a skinny jean boy, so I pretty much did have no pockets in the front. I just think that's so weird. I kind of like it because it frees up your front pockets for everything else. Think of all the other stuff you could put in there. Well, then Apple's working Candy against bars, me because keys. I've already got my thick boy wallet in my back right pocket. I'm a gonna laser need, gun? I'm going to need at least a thick boy phone to even out my cheeks in the back left pocket or I'll be sitting even... There. Yeah, so it makes even more sense. But they're so thin. Aren't you gonna worry? Just get one of those otter boxes because those things are like the size of a brick. What if you woke up early... You went and you went and got swole, and then you went to work, and you came home and cut the grass, and then you went and said, "Hey, Grandma, I'm gonna plant your plant your seeds for you in your garden." Spread her wild. And you oats. just had a hell of a long day. You open your fridge up. I'd probably pull my pillow out of my front pocket since I had so much space in there. You're, you're feeling. Nap. You're feeling. You just. You mean you had one of those like wake up real early days, successful days. You grab, come home, grab yourself a little drink, plop down your couch, and you break your phone in half. What kind of couch are you sitting on? Is this a cement no, couch? I'm saying you're going for the, the resting sits of all resting sits. Like, you're plopping. You're like, ugh, I'm ready to sink. I'm hoping my couch doesn't destroy it's my a pre- phone. It's a pretty small risk. Well, you know, I do have buns of steel, so. Yeah. But did you know that your butt experiences, like, it's like one to two Gs of force whenever you sit down? No. Yeah, it's, I don't know, some study came out with it a while ago and when so you sit your butt like experiences like how many one to two g's of force what's the g force to like make you pass out isn't it like eight or something yeah it's like seven or eight so if you like stood on your table and back flipped and sat on your couch how many g's do you think that'd be not ah, three three 
What if you lit sparklers and then flipped around twice? Well, the excitement factor always adds to the G's. Mm-hmm. G stands for excitement, so I'm going to say seven. We're getting close. Yeah, just add like a bottle rocket in there and we got it. <laughs> Butt chug a beer while you do it and you'll be good. <laughs> All right, so you know how we've asked people to send us emails? Yeah. Well, I found something out yesterday that I'm really We've been giving them I'm the wrong email. That's why we don't have a plethora, right? No, it's the right email. Oh, it's the right email. Shit. But I found out that we have a spam folder. Yeah. And I'm a little upset because the spam folder deletes a message after it's been sitting in there for 30 days. So we only have 30 days, one month, to check the spam folder before that email is gone forever. That's a pretty ample amount of time. But big news. Huge news, man. Totally. Huge. Huge news. I checked it, and we have an email. From a spam account? You know, I think that's up for you to decide. Let me hear it. All right, this <coughs> comes all the way from Mrs. Catherine Pascal. And the subject line... Katie Cat. <laughs> Katie Cat. Uh, the subject line is Dear God's Elect. Dear God's Elect. Yeah, that's the subject line. What is that? He, who's that addressing? That's to us. This is the Beef Soup Podcast. There's, she is saying we are God's elect. Wow. That's a, we're the chosen one. That's pretty huge. It's pretty huge. Huge news. Catherine. Catherine. Pa- Mrs. Palpatine. Catherine Pascal. Yeah. Uh, daughter to Senator Palpatine. I'm pretty sure Pascal is like the Empire did nothing a Dutch wrong. cookie. A Dutch cookie? Mm-hmm. They're called like pastels or something. Pastels is like a paint mm-hmm. color. My mom makes them during Christmas. They taste like mint. Well, do you want to hear what old Catherine Pascal has to say to us? Fine. Okay, well, greetings. This is big news. You're going to be excited about this. We'll I'm see. bringing you the heat that powers the kitchen, man. This soup is cooking. Greetings to you. I believe you will do better than I think. It is understandable that you may be a bit apprehensive because you don't know me. I'm writing this email to you with serious tears in my eyes and great sorrow in my heart. She's sad already? She is very sad already, but she's very excited. I decided to contact you due to the great due to the urgency of my situation. My name is Mrs. Catherine Pascal. I am contacting you from my country of France. I want to tell you this because I don't have any other option than to tell you as I was touched to open up to you. I'm married to the late Dr. George Pascal, who worked with the France Embassy in Uguadugu. Uguadugu. <laughs> O O U A you know why A D O U G O U. You know why Doctor Pastel's dead? Why he got oogla doodled? Well, no, actually, I think it says right here why he died. Because he got oogla doodled. He got oogla doodled. He was there in the capital city of Burkina Faso for nine years before he died in the year 2011. We were married for 11 years without a child. He died after a brief illness that lasted only five days. She's so still pretty hung up on Mr. Oogle Doogle after seven years. I, it was her, the love of her life. Seven years. Since his death, I decided not to remarry again. When my late husband was alive, he deposited the sum of U.S. $4,900,000. That's 
four million nine hundred United States dollars. Oh, did dollars she reinstate herself with a bank? Yeah, she did. Oh, <laughs> with wow. a bank in Uguadugu. Presently, this money is still in the bank there. He made this money available for exportation of gold from Burkina mining. Recently, my doctor told me I would not last for the period of seven months due to a cancer problem. That's seven. It's quite the number. You know, seven's an unlucky number for some people. What problem? It's a cancer problem. I saw an article that they're looking at using baby poop. She doesn't have cancer. She's just having a problem with it. Oh. (laughs) Okay. The one that disturbs me most is my stroke sickness. (laughs) (laughs) Golfed a little too much in her day? (laughs) No, she's not having strokes. She's just sick of them. Maybe the intent... I, I I know where this email is getting. Maybe the intent is just to just confuse the shit out of you. She's, she's got something. I'm pretty sure that oogle-a-doogle was a keyword to get you to do something. Uh, she's playing on our heartstrings right now. It's like now. the Russian spy word. Oogle-a-doogle. Oogle-a-doogle. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Anyways. Princess she, Palpatine. Uh, uh, having known my condition, I decided to hand you over this mission to take care of the less privileged. You will utilize this money the way I'm going to instruct herein. I want you to take 30% of the total money for your personal use, while 70% of the money will go to charity work. 70? Helping 70. 30, 70. 70, 30. But the role of finance is 80, 20. Well, helping, we're going to help people in the street. Oh, no. What? Take a guess. About what? Oh, you got poop? I do. <laughs> God damn, I gotta, man. I got We're just getting it. We're just oogly-doogling right gotta now. I got oogly-doogly. God damn it. I could, this one I don't think is too imminent. So you're going to hang on for a bit, or do you want to just get it over with now? We're going to hold it. Well, at least hold it to the end of the email. I only got one more little paragraph to read. Because I grew up as an orphan, and I don't have anybody as my family member just to... Endeavor that the house of God is maintained. I'm doing this so that God will forgive my sins and accept my soul because uh, the sickness uh, has uh, suffered me so much. As soon as I receive your reply, I shall give you the contact of a bank in Burkina Faso, and I will also instruct my lawyer to issue an authority letter that will prove you the present beneficiary of the money in the bank. That's if you assure me that you will act accordingly as I stated herein. Please kindly reply back to me through my private email address for more explanation. And her email ad- address is misscatherinepascal at gmail.com. That's misscatherinepascal, M-R-S-K-A-T-H-E-R-P-A-S-C-A-L at gmail.com. Remain blessed. Yours, sister, Miss Catherine Pascal. Pascal. I have a statement and then I have a question. Dude, we're getting almost $5 million. I have a statement, and then I have a question. Yes. Statement. Now all of our listeners know about this great deal. Yeah. So you screwed up. Well, no, because we can release this episode whenever we want. Question. They don't know when this happened. Question. Yeah. On the number of copy and paste sends, what number on the list do you think we were? Uh, one. This was obviously written directly to us. Did she electronically sign it? Yeah, she did. Oh, sweet. So, yeah, it's well, totally legitimate. you know what? I mean, Bo, it's the year 2018. 
that what what was it the Norwegian prince or the African prince thing scam where he says he's gonna send you all the money and then you just have to send him some money. Yeah, that's in the past. Nobody's falling for that anymore. Now you gotta help Princess Palpatine from the Oogly Googly Monster. Yeah, the Oogly Googly Monster took her husband, and now she's ha- she's sick of strokes. She's having problems with cancer. You know, it's really just, bothering her. Just problems, and she just wants to get rid of all five million of this dollars, all five million of the dollars. Give it to us, and then we can. Take 30% and do what we want with well, it. Well, how about we just package up some baby poop and send it to her? Then well, she got to reply to her. Then she'll be able to carry on her oogly-googly um, revenge. I was just going to reply to her with something like, Dear Mrs. Pascal, thank you for your generous offer of the money. We would be glad to take it. Unfortunately, though, we would not be able to help the poor because they're poor for a reason. Oh. So I'm just going to tell her straight up. We're not. <laughs> Do it. Because five, five million dollars, that would solve the world's poor issue. And then nobody would be poor. And so who are we supposed to help at that point? Yeah, and then Trump wouldn't be president anymore, right? Yeah, because he's not. He's just like one of us. What if Trump was one of us? It's totally huge. Just normal and huge like some of us. Look at my hands and my hair. Hair isn't up there. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but so if I would have been checking the email, well, I did check the email. So we are now inheriting $5 million from France, and it's coming from the bank in Ugoadugu. And it's coming to us, you know, completely legitimate. Well, I'm going to have to say that if the spam would have consumed that one. It would have been all right. You didn't like that? I liked it. You don't want to You don't want to send her an email back? We we are definitely going to send her an email back, but now I'm a sad boy because I don't have anywhere near $4 million. You're right. You have $5 million. Well, <laughs> 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 I'm done with this shitty-ass podcast <laughs> and hang out with your broke ass because I'm taking <laughs> all the money. I was planning on retiring with that. All right. Well, can we help out Swatatu right? With that money? So Tatu, right? Yeah, because we got more bad boy action news. Bad boy action news? Yeah. Okay, we're going to have to come back to the email after that, though. We got more emails. Oh, we can do that. But okay. We... Let me know about Swatatu Bondi. Swatatu A. Wright of Tallahassee is next on our bad boy baby list. Mm-hmm. Baby bad boy list. Florida man attempts to rob... Oh, he's from Florida. Yeah, not Texas. Oh, man. See, he used to be friends with his girl, Berto Escamilla, but then Texas he, got hot. He's probably on meth. I mean, meth. Does ma- this story end with him being on meth or bath salts? No, but a man's not hot. Man's not hot? So take off to Florida. Let's, let's man's hear not it. hot. Attempts to rob Krispy Kreme. Demands money and donuts, cop says. Which one did he demand first? Money. Does it state that? Because I have a feeling it was the donuts first. Tallahassee, Florida man demanded more than just cash when he allegedly attempted to rob a Krispy Kreme in Gainesville on Friday. According to police, he asked for some donuts. The success, the suspected robber identified as Swatatu Wright. I don't know why I went Mexican with that. That was pretty close. 
45 by the Gainesville Sun allegedly tried to rob the donut shop around 1.20 a.m. on Friday. What the hell's a Krispy Kreme doing open at that time? Is it, they say one 1.20 a.m. Oh, I thought you said p.m. Demanding tans, 20s, and some donuts. She was shocked and didn't respond, and the robber repeated the same demand. The clerk summoned another employee, and the robber made the same demands again. Give me the fucking donuts. That's what he said? Probably. Did put that in the article? <laughs> no. <laughs> the two clerks then called for their male colleague because it's very important that we specify the gender of the colleague, apparently. Well, the males are stronger and better, so... <laughs> <laughs> Who was in the back of the donut shop when Wright made his demands. When the male clerk, clerk arrived, he told Wright to leave. Get out of here, donut Get man. the fuck out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Scat. <laughs> Shoot. Get out of here. We don't got donuts for you. Who do you think you're at, a donut store? <laughs> Think you're coming into a donut store? You're wrong. Right, left. <laughs> right, left. <laughs> but was found by police walking south of Krispy Kreme and was arrested shortly after. According to police, Wright admitted, admitted to... Oh, God, I got to pull together. Wright admitted to asking for the money and wanted the donut off the secret menu. There's a secret menu? Apparently. We're going to have to do a deep dive. We're going to find out what the secret menu is. Instead of a secret menu donut in cash, he got a trip to county jail. Look at this, man. Oh, man. Put a picture of that boy up on the up on the twatter. <laughs> I just, I love the... He's got a nice I haircut. I love the, the climax of this story. The male colleague came out from the back of the store... And said, leave. They keep him in the back. And then <laughs> right, left. It's like all females. And like, oh, we got a we got a boy in the back. It doesn't even say if he was an armed robber. So maybe he was just the guy that came in and was just like, <laughs> give me the give donuts. Give me the money <laughs> and the donuts. And they're like, like, why? The, the ladies are standing there like, Tim, come here. Came out. Dude, leave. All right. And he left. But I thought that was... That was pretty interesting that's so bizarre give me the donuts do you think he was making give me the money do you think he was making demands for specific donuts well they said the secret menu donut or do you think he went in for the money and then was like at a last ditch effort was trying to just get some more stuff and was like what else else you got here i think i think he went in for the donuts and then realized that he didn't have any money with him, but he just wanted the donuts so bad that he asked for the money. I don't even like Christmas. And then he was going to pay them with the money that they gave him. But then he realized, uh, oh, wait, I didn't bring a weapon, so they're not going to give me the money. And so he asked for the money and the donuts. I don't know. But I don't even like, <coughs> like Krispy Kreme donuts, really. They're too, like, sweet. And the donut doesn't have, like, good taste. Are, there, are you sure there's a secret donut? Oh, here's the Krispy Kreme secret menu. If it's your birthday, then try your luck. Just don't push it. You can have... Well, he pushed it. <laughs> you can't have 365 birthdays of year. We've tried. The Krispy Kreme secret menu is relatively small. They're... Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 You know I'm working my way... It's just a birthday donut. Yeah. It doesn't even... I think it's just a secret, like, hey, it's my baby boy birthday today. There's a donut sprinkled with gold. 
Eh, I don't know. Pretty shitty. I think it's just a free bur- d- donut on your birthday is really what it is. Maybe it was his birthday, and he didn't know how to ask for a free donut. I think he probably just stood outside of the store too long, trying to figure out how to go in and ask for his free birthday donut. Then he got frustrated. And then he just went in and wanted it all. I'm tired of taking Krispy Kreme shit. All right, well, we have another email here. Another email. Is it from Squatatu, right? No, this one comes from Maggie Kale. And it says, hey, guys, avid listener any, here. Any, uh... Don't know her. Okay. <laughs> I heard she's a food expert. Yeah. It says, hey, guys, avid listener here. Saw this article and thought you would have some thoughts. Keep it coming with your stimulating that... conversations and your insightful chats about what really matters. Two points. Acta non verba, MDK. Were those... Hold on. Read the last part with stimulating and the other thing. Keep it coming with your stimulating conversations and your insightful chats about what really matters. So is that an adjective and an adverb? What? Stimulating conversation? Stimulating conversation is a type of conversation, so that's an adjective. Yes. But then, what was the next one before chat? Insightful chats? Is that an Also adverb? an adjective? Is chat a verb in that Not context? in this sentence. Okay, so two... Kudos to your nice adjectives. And then other thing is I think that's a great idea because I'm struggling all the goddamn time. Excuse me. goddamn time. Trying to find out. Because we don't live very exciting lives here in Venango County. Trying to find some interesting things to talk about. And 75% of the internet, if not more, is Donald Trump with his hands up screaming. Well, that's why she sent us so this article we're about to get into. Helping us out with some articles. Well, send us an email at beefs. I mean, it, as long as it's not about com. Trump, it is about Trump, is it? Yeah, it says. Is it stimulating it says and interesting? Trump throws Trump his news? hands up in the air and everyone takes a picture. The article. Donald Trump pulls another yet two hundred thousand dollars in support to people overseas and takes it back and <clears> says that immigrants need to stay where they are and then hey. grab somebody in the booty and throw hey, his hands in the air. Sean Spicer, get your ass out of your head. We got an article here. Would you just call me Spicer? <laughs> Sean Spicer. What the what was that guy's name? His uh the White House communications guy. Oh, I I literally have no idea. I think it was like Spencer of anybody. All right. Well, anyways, uh, here is our article. This one's coming at us from Barstool Sports. Barcelona. Professional Instagram influencer publishes a cookbook. Gets a little blowback when hey. her recipes feature poisonous mushrooms. What? Uh, this person <laughs> published a cookbook and she was an instagram influencer and in her cookbook she had recipes that featured poisonous mushrooms did she call the recipe out to use poisonous mushrooms or was it just like the secret like cultish intent to be like hey make this recipe and you'll join my death book i wonder if they were poisonous or they were just those magic mushrooms i don't know but we're about to find out i'd say from the the perspective whether they were magic or poisonous mushrooms they would probably just call them poisonous Rot your brain. Joanna Holgerm Hergen is an Instagram influencer and blogger who goes by the name Fox Meets Bear. Holgerm lives in Minnesota with her husband Max, a chalk artist, and their three dogs. What kind of fuck kind of profession is that? Chalk artist? Yeah. There. This is their their household. This woman is an Instagram influencer. Which means she just posts shit on Instagram, and her husband's a chalk artist. <laughs> that doesn't put into perspective the modern age 
I don't know what does. Right? Because you could have threw a rock at somebody in the 50s and they worked in the steel mill. I work in the steel mill. My family and I go to church on Sundays and my son's a shit. Yeah, that everybody. And my daughter's my little baby girl. Not anymore. We now, got chalk artists and Instagram influencers. She chronicles their life living in the woods, foraging for... Oh, what? <laughs> Hipsty. Oh, my God. <laughs> Where's he drawing on with this chalk in the woods? <laughs> Trees? I'm not going to get any straight lines drawn on the damn bark. Some rocks down he by just the got, river? He just... You just drug slabs of concrete <laughs> into the woods. Yeah, his kids carry it. <laughs> carry these slabs back, or you're going to have to eat mom's poisonous <laughs> mushrooms. Dad's got to make a living somehow. And do it by 9 o'clock. The grand tree on the east end is teaching you math at 10. <laughs> Oh, she chronicles her life living in the woods, foraging for food, cooking, and crafting. Her incredibly pleasing Instagram aesthetic has earned her over 125,000 followers on the platform. What woods does she live in that she has service to post to Instagram? Where she got a hotspot? The woods of L.A.? I have no idea. (laughs) Woods of L.A.? It's like three trees. She's in the urban jungle. (laughs) It's three trees within 100 feet of each other, so it's technically the woods. just live in some park like down the street. In May, Holgram released her first wow, cookbook. Wow, that, that was quite the <sighs> quite the lip smacker. Remember that lip smacker chapstick? I don't know. It came in like it was always be like by the in like the in like a store by like. Was it the one that like tastes like stuff? I was gonna say, did you ever eat it? Yeah, it's okay, like it would come in a three pack. It'd be like a red, blue, and a green one. Yeah, and you'd like use it, and then you'd like lick it off your lips, and then just like chomp the head of it. <laughs> 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 it didn't really taste that good, but it tasted good enough to be to go into fourth grade and be like, hey, I ate chapstick today. <laughs> As you're peeling like Elmer's glue off, <laughs> off your hand. You hand like the other half of the stick to your friend and just try it. <laughs> <laughs> try this. Uh, it's not very good. Yeah, but it's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not bad. Oh, Holgram's aim with the book, according to its description, is to help people regain an appreciation for the earth. She's someone, this is a quote, she's someone who goes straight to the woods behind her home for mushrooms and syrup and heads to her garden for tomatoes and fruits. The book states her cookbook is more than just a book. It's an escape to another realm, a retreat into nature, and a taste of the life she lives. The bridge to Terabithia. And Grandma. Did you ever watch that movie? Mm, no. Movie's a crock of shit. What it is. That's probably why I haven't seen it. It wasn't that good. Real quick. I thought it was like this boy and his sister go into like a mystical wood in the world, or yeah, mm-hmm. mystical world in the woods. Like, it's, no, it's all in their imagination. They just go out there in a fucking rundown treehouse and like throw pine cones at raccoons and think they're grenades, literally. And then the kid dies. You just ruined the movie. Now I'm never gonna watch it. Trying to cross a two foot wide creek. Ooh, like the rope broke. They drown or fall to his death. There was a girl. Because oh. he didn't take her to the museum that day. Oh, no. Not the museum. Night of the museum? Mm-hmm. Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. I was trying. I was going <laughs> to say Steve Carell, but I couldn't think of it. Um. Anyways. 
Man, this this article is getting me thinking of a whole lot of different things. This is one of the best. Thank you, Maggie Kale, for sending us in the best article ever. I mean, it was all right. <coughs> I think your use of adjectives were better than the article choice, but mm. <laughs> you can become. A, this is the very. This is the very best thing about Instagram culture. You don't have to be an expert on anything to become successful. You can become a published author author with a cookbook for sale on Amazon without knowing anything about cooking. All you need to do is post a bunch of pictures, get some followers. Then Wait, is she downselling her own business? No, this is the person writing the article. This is the actual article. Talking right mad now. shit. Yeah, this isn't quotes anymore. This is a person just being like, this is the magic of Instagram is that you don't need to know anything about anything. You just need to be able to take good pictures and sell a product. Yeah. But it's absolutely great for all the aspiring chefs out there. It's a- absolutely awful for all the aspiring eaters who make the recipes featuring poisonous fucking mushrooms. <laughs> they say fucking? Yeah, they Whoa, do. Whoa, pissed. Said uh, Holgram and her publisher, Ron Rodale Books, said in a statement to BuzzFeed News, they are taking the discussions about Holgram's book very seriously. We're reviewing its text closely. Uh, one recipe that has caused concern is Holgram's recipe for dark chocolate dipped Fungi. She tells readers to use two cups of in-season foraged mushrooms. With in-season foraged, in-season foraged mushrooms. Oh, you know, like foraged. like you go pick them off yeah. a tree or something or a dead body. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay, with morel mushrooms being one of the. I even know that's a poisonous mushroom. Morel. Yeah, M O R E L. I don't think so. Moral. Yeah, that's that's a bad boy. You can eat them. Uh, they, you can eat them, but that doesn't mean you're going to live through them or have a nice poo-poo later. With the recipe, then instructs the reader to brush the w- and wash the fungi, place them on parchment paper, dip them in melted chocolate, sprinkle them with salt and rose petals, and then place them in the fridge or freezer to cool. The problem is that morel mushrooms can make people sick if eaten raw, according to the Michigan Department of Health. Nausea, vomiting, and abdominal pain. It could make them sick. It says it will cause them to die instantly. No, well, that's not. <laughs> 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 I mean, this is pretty good. Huh? Goodbye. Just do a bit. Oh, it's pretty good. Oh yeah, dead. dead instantly. I mean, that's like the first thing you learn when your parents allow you to go outside. Don't eat the berries or the mushrooms. Somehow, this nature influencer decided to double down the hammer. Both of them. You hear my soup bubbling? I did hear that. In a way, it's kind of nice. Darwinian natural selection is at work here. If you buy a cookbook and make the recipes from someone whose only claim to fame is pretty filtered photos of her and her chalk artist, in parentheses, real job, husband. (laughs) This person's talking mad shit on them. You kind of deserve all the puking and diarrhea. You know, the pr- it's like the universe's way of teaching you a lesson. Don't hate you that. You know what the perspective is of this this article writer? They went to school, racked up $100,000 in debt for a master's in journalism. They're writing an article about chalk dusters and poisonous potato maker, mushroom makers, and they make like $35,000 a year. Oh, yeah. That's why they're so mad. It's Don't get mad because I like to draw on my concrete and dip some mu- mushrooms and some chocolate because you're not happy with the way your life turned out. I mean, the real thing is, are they mad or are they jealous? Because I, I mean, jealousy. If definitely my job was taking pictures all day of just like my food. Yeah, and I was racking up the millions. 
I'd be a pretty happy boy. Yeah, it's not that person's job though. I mean, anger almost goes hand hand in hand with like envy and jealousy. Yeah. If we're gonna use a cooking analogy here, there's a there's a nice zest of anger in there. <laughs> zest that anger up. Oh. So you know, what? I'll become what? a chalk artist. You become an influencer. Okay. We're set. Yeah. And then we can just podcast on the side. With our five million dollars. Oh yeah, I forgot we just inherited we really five million dollars. Really why are we even do this doing this? Anymore. I'm leaving. It's not even. F- <laughs> Come back. <laughs> you know the first thing I learned not to eat, and how I learned it outside, like wasn't mushrooms. Dirt. Now I'll tell you a quick little rocks. I'll tell you a, little, a quick little baby boy. Big rocks. Boy story or no? Big baby boy bow. Poison ivy. Little baby boy bow story. Slugs. No. Reese's cups. Wait, you don't eat Reese's once you find outside? Mm-hmm. Are you eating shit? No. There's oh. a Reese's cup. So, I quick story. When I still lived in Pittsburgh and I was going to Brentwood Elementary, Zachary and Patrick would walk down the road to Selena's house, and then Zach, Patrick, and Selena would come across the road to my house, and the four of us, when we were six years old, would walk like seven or eight blocks to school in Pittsburgh. It was, it was fine then. Because everyone was at work at the steel mill. Fucking Zachary's mom used to pick Zachary and Patrick up from school, and Selena and I'd have to walk home because they wouldn't offer us a dang old ride. Now you that guys I think would about sneak it. off into an alley and do the dirty. We would take the back steps home, and one day there was a nice little Reese's cup still in the wrapper. Take the back steps is what they used to call it. There was a Reese's cup still in the wrapper on top of the steps. There was like it's like wait in the wrapper as in like in the whole wrapper or that like wrapper that's not the little black bullshit the whole wrapper sealed sitting around the top probably just fell out of somebody's book bag little after school snack that became my little after school snack yeah so I picked it up Selena goes don't you eat that don't do it and I don't know if I was gonna eat it or not but once she told me not to eat it it was going in my mouth yeah I was eating it. Obviously. So I looked her dead in her soul, and I ate that Reese's. Six years old. One bite. One bite? Probably threw the wrapper on the ground. Did you ever, like, punch the middle out of the Reese's oh, yeah. cup before you ate it? Tongue and then eat the round? Not with my, like, the I, rim? Did you, you, did tongue you, punch the middle and then yeah, eat the tongue, rim? Yeah, tongue punch the middle. Poop it out. Eat the rim. Eat the rim, yeah. And then eat the peanut butter. That goodness. used to be the only way to eat one of those. Tongue punch. Eat the rim. Eat the goodness. Yeah. But anyways, ate the Reese's. Selena was very upset with me. Disappointed. A lot of disappointment in that six-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. Well, Selena's mom would get back from work after school, but not right away. So Selena would come hang out at my house for like an hour. Ooh. And within the first two minutes of that hour, she took that opportunity to snitch my ass out to my mom that I ate a Reese's off the ground when I was in the other room. And I opened my door, and all the teller was in the wrapper. I didn't get a damn chance to because all the sooner I opened my door to walk out of my room, I was getting drugged right back into it and getting my ass beat. <laughs> Got the shit beat out of me. Spit it out, spit it <laughs> out. Oh, I was already well into my tum tum by then, so I got my ass beat, which I used to get all the time when I was a kid. Came out, Inst- every bit of pain and anger I had was directed right at Selena because it should have never happened. Did you beat her up? No. Did you beat that innocent little child up? I told her her dog was going to die. <laughs> oh, God. 
<laughs> not that I was going to kill him. You threatened her dog? I was like, I think I like, I didn't say those words for a six-year-old, but I was like, you know something? Oh, so you said your dog's fucking going <laughs> to <laughs> No, I told her that, I don't know how I, however a six-year-old would say that, more or less that, you know something bad's going to happen to your dog now, right? Like, I, I don't know how to say it without it sounding, ter- I mean, it was terrible. I was six. I was like, you better watch out for your dog. Or something. It's like I was mad, and I hey, I would never have said that. I don't think, but I don't know. You change a lot from the time you're 16 or six to whenever. Yeah, 16. So I hadn't said that to her till we went over to her mom's house, and when I told her that, she went into her like kids' house, like the plastic kids' house, and like slammed the door of it. Oh, like, like her, like <laughs> it was her room. Yeah, <laughs> and I like the second I said it, or however I said it, it was I was instantly full of regret. Like, so it was, like, the girlfriend-boyfriend argument that you'll have when you're whatever age. Like, yeah, she the girl, on you for eating the girl candy, gets you, you fired up. You kill her dog. Yeah, the you know, story. the classic <laughs> one. And you pull that, like, that, that real deep hurting thing from your back pocket. But then the second you say it, you're like, shit. Well, this, this, is gonna, this was a bad idea. And no I, like, t- no sat, taking the back steps I, anymore. I sat outside her little plastic window and apologized. So I ate the Reese's, got my ass beat. And then at the end of the story was apologizing to her. I think that's how it typically goes for your entire life. Yeah, you could write a rom-com about that. <laughs> she just let me eat the Reese's. Well, she did, kind of. I mean, I but already... But then she, you had repercussions. I already knew not to eat the popcorn ball at Halloween. Because people apparently put, like, needles and razor blades in there. Why did they do that? Because there's some bad boys in Pittsburgh. Oh, not allowed to eat the popcorn. I've never ate popcorn. I, I don't know. Did that really happen, or was that just like a myth? I don't know. I never. Ate I don't. One. I don't remember ever reading anything about people actually biting into candy and like stuff and getting needles and razor blades in there. I guys. don't know. The only thing I ever check before I eat or drink is whenever it's like summertime and I left my pop sitting on a table for too long. I kind of look down inside it, and then my first little sip, I like slosh my tongue around it, make sure there's no buzz, buzz in there, and then yeah, I know. Slosh. I am always. It's never happened. It happened to my mom. She told it me that did? story when I was a kid. She was drinking like a Dr Pepper, and she there was a bee in there, and it like stung her tongue, and she like swallowed it. I've always been. I always do that. I look down in if I'm drinking you can't, something and you can't, sugary, and you it's can't gotta, see shit. Yeah, you can't <laughs> see anything there. You go. Well, I'm going for <laughs> I'm it. Going for it. Need that pop. Don't hear any buzzing. Slot, yeah, you shake it oh, a little. Yeah. See you ever hold, you ever hold, like, try to seashell it to your ear, and you're like, maybe I'll hear the buzzing, and you just hear, like, the ocean with some carbonation. <laughs> you're like, well, I can't fucking tell. <laughs> Gotta go for it. It's There's hot the... out. I need this. Oh, no, I lost my lost my other article. I was, But I've never been sure if that's just something I'm worried about that's just never going to happen. I've never heard anyone getting buzzed in the mouth, but now I have. My mother. Now I'm going to have to tell children, don't drink your pop in the summer. Forget about it. The first time I ever got stung, I got stung right in between my toes. My big toe and my long toe. Mine was in... Right in the webbing of my toe, and it was stuck. And I was, like, kicking my foot in the air, screaming. Mine was... I was... uh, We had a garage behind our house that, you know, had lift-up doors. You know, didn't have an electric door, so you had a handle at the bottom that you had to lift up. Mm Mm-hmm. My dad and I went outside to, like, play catch. Oh, there wasn't a beehive in that garage, was there? No, so that'd no. Be like, that'd be quite the shockwave if there was a bee at the top and you ripped the garage this door open. This was just as much as shockwave. Well, our, like, our neighbor came by or whatever, so knowing my dad, he just goes over there and starts BSing with him. And so I go into the garage to, like, find a baseball or something. I reach under the handle 
to pull the garage door up, there's mm-hmm. a yellow jacket underneath the handle. Ooh. So I just grabbed the yellow jacket when I went to open up the garage door, and it stung me square in the hand. <laughs> I lost my shit. I had no idea what happened. I, I was probably like seven years old, maybe eight. I lost my shit. I had no idea what was going on. I was like bawling, and I oh, sprinted I bet, upside. Yeah. I sprinted upstairs into the house, into the kitchen, and I'm like still freaking out. And my mom's like, Daniel, Daniel, what happened? What happened? I'm How's still, an hour for you, boy? I'm still losing my mind. She fucking slaps me across the face. Your mom? Yeah. <laughs> Come back to reality. Yeah. And then I like, I came back too. And I'm like crying. I have this bee sting in my hand. I'm, meanwhile, my dad had no idea what happened to me because I just took off sprinting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I guess man. he went over the garage and the yellow jacket was laying there on the ground because I kind of squished it when I went to lift up the garage door mm-hmm. but yeah i'm pretty sure it was the first time i got stung by a bee scared the shit you know out cody's of never been stung by a bee that's impossible he's never been stung i get stung at least once every summer every summer uh, it's Head been a while you, you for saw me. it three weeks. oh yeah you got stung three, just the other three weeks later i still have a scab i eradicated two bees nests out of the ground fought the basketball sized hive in the shed and didn't get stung. Didn't get stung. Next day, go down to c- grab the cheesecake out of the fridge and just get railed and had to throw the cheesecake. <laughs> and the thing was stuck in my arm. I had to flick it. Did you pull the stinger? It didn't leave one. Oh, uh, well, I think... Is that only honeybees? That yeah, it's only certain bees because they have... I think it's honeybees. They have prongs on the end of their stinger. It's like an arrow. So yeah. when it goes into whatever it stings... When you pull the they're bee barbed. away, yeah, they're barbs. So when you pull it out, it actually rips the stinger like out of the bee. It kills them. Mm-hmm. They die. After Goodbye. That. It's suicide. It's a kamikaze. I think it's just, it's just one bee. I think it's just honey. But it's bees. not yellow jackets. They'll they'll sting you over and over again. Yeah. If you let them. I've I've told you about the time where uh, I used to mow lawns for my dentist. Mm-hmm. And I was mowing his mom's Dr. house. Doctor Summers or whatever. His yeah. Name is. I was mowing his mom's house. What a dumbass name for a dentist. Some summers, Doctor Summers. It's a. Chill I love name. summer, and I hate the dentist. It mixes the both, so now you just don't feel quite as bad at the dentist. You're like, oh, it's not that bad. Well, I got. It's not great. Finish it's not bad. Finish what you're about to dang dong say because I have an old childhood story from a dentist that I need to tell you. Okay. My well, first, I want const- my first dentist experience that tr- literally traumatized me. I puked at the dentist's office in his sink one time. It was <laughs> chunky. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your lawn mowing days. <laughs> I uh, I'm over at his house or his mom's house, and in her garage she had a yellow jacket's nest like in the door. Mm-hmm. And What's up with these handles and doors? I don't know. I don't know. Well, th- she had this yellow jacket's nest in the door, and I'm like, oh, I'll just get some raid and take care of that whenever. Mm-hmm. And then I'm mowing the lawn, and I realize in the she had like a bush that was in a just in like a little island in the middle of the front yard. Mm-hmm. And I, while I was mowing, I looked over, and there is a bee's hive, like, honestly, the size of the basketball or larger. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit. Like, what do I do about that? <laughs> there's, nothing, there's, there's not very many things that, like, you'll just be, like, lollygagging around. You'll see something, and then you're just like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that was one of them. I had to stop and think about it. You're like, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. And so I, like, stop what I'm doing. I call Dr. Summers, and I'm like, Hey, do you have like a lot of raid laying around somewhere? I'm like, I'm at your mom's house right now. There's a couple yellow jackets nests in the garage, which I wasn't too concerned about, but 
there is a huge nest in the front yard. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I think there's some raid over at the garage at the dentist's office. And I was like, all right, I'll just stop over there after I'm done. I'll grab those. He goes, oh, I'll head over now and I'll get them. So he shows up like 15 minutes later. He has a couple cans of raid with him. So we go spray the ones in the garage. And then we go down and look at the nest that's in the front yard, the hive. It's huge. Huge. White-faced hornet crawls out of it. Totally huge. I'm like, oh, my God, what are we going to do about this? Oh, man, that's a big one. He goes, oh. All right, what we're going to do here is uh, he hands me a can of Raid and, like, a tennis racket. Mm-hmm. And he takes a can of Raid and... Wait, a, a tennis racket? A tennis racket. And he hands me a can of Raid. Or he takes a can of Raid and he has a broom. And he goes, all right, so start spraying Raid in that hole. And then I'm just going to whack it. <laughs> I'm like, What? And this is Dr. Summers, and he's just, whatever he says goes. Mm-hmm. And so I'm spraying this in the hole. Meanwhile, I'm shitting my pants, because, you know, those white-faced hornets are huge. They're big Oh, boys. I missed that part of the story. It was a white-faced hornet. Yeah, one, when we went up and looked at it, one crawled out, and I was like, oh, my God. God, I'd be calling the fire department if I saw a white-faced I was hornet. like, I'd be like... I'd never seen a nest in person of white-faced hornets before. They're so mean. And they're massive. They're yeah. so big. They are big boys. It's the only thing that's ever stung me that left a scar on my ankle. Oh, I, I believe have a it. scar from it. Well, so I, you know, follow instructions. I start squirting the raid, like, into the hole. Mm-hmm. And then before I could really even step back, he takes that broom like a fucking <laughs> javelin. <laughs> just comes up from behind you. He took it like a fucking javelin, and he Spartan speared that fucker, like, right through the hole. And it just bursts open, and there's like 200, 300 of these white-faced horns that just explode out of this nest. And I'm like, I'm on death's bed. I'm like, I'm done for. I'm on the bed. This is how I die, and it's mowing lawns for my dentist. Grim Reaper was breathing on your neck. And so I'm running around with the raid, spraying and swinging this tennis racket. He's running around with raid, like, swinging the broom and... The, like spraying it in the nest must have done enough to like stun them all mm-hmm. because neither one of us got stung and we killed them all. There was still some like fluttering around on the ground and stuff. And so we went around and sprayed the rest on the ground. But the, initially it was like death from a ball. <laughs> and it was the most insane thing I think I've ever I, seen somebody do. I bet do. you Dr. Summers was smart enough that he knew he was going to spear that. No, he did not. What? No, 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 he, no, 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 he no, no. did not. No, 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 he didn't know what was no. going to happen. No, no, no. He, I fully believe he had no idea what was going to happen, but I also fully believe that he had every intention of stabbing that hive without letting you know. Oh yeah, he definitely did because he didn't want to be like, "Hey, you're going to go up there and spray it, and I'm going to stab it." <laughs> he was like, "I'm going to let him spray this, and then I don't want him to know that I'm going to come up and stab it." Stab it because you probably wouldn't have went up and sprayed it. Oh, I no. wouldn't have went up and sprayed it if he was like, this is the same guy. I was helping him fix a fence one time, and he took a two-by-four, stuck it on his leg, took a circular saw like between his crotch and his leg, and cut a two-by-four in half with the circular saw. And the whole time, it's like shaking, shaking. He's like trying to hold it down oh there, and God, then finally goes have, in half. He could have cut his hog off, or at the very least, got some kickback right into his ball boys. Yeah, right into his Johnson. I'm like, what are you thinking? That's not what you had... He was a crazy man. This is they let him put his hands in people's mouths. He he's, was, he's he was a, in my mouth once. He's removed my cavities. 
I think he did. He gave me a root canal when I was like ten. I got a root canal. Did he do it with like a circular saw? Because no, I it was one of the most painful things ever. Seven. It was like five, six shots of Novocaine. Still felt it. Got fake tooth. Can you, can you throw it? You see how it's like the little metal underneath. Well, I can't see. Look into my tooth. I don't want to look in your Fine. mouth. Well, sounds like we both had pretty crazy dentists. But at least the dentist that traumatized me as a child shortly lost his license to practice dentistry afterwards. After you? Yeah, I was not solely because of me, but because of the repertoire of cases against him that I was one in. Like, And when I say cases, I don't think it went to like... Like complaints or like publicly filed complaints or yeah it's like if you were a teacher at the school and then all these like students like over the course of like three months were like oh yeah that happened at our school it was a math teacher that was uh taught a grade ahead of me it was the year before i had him all they he had so many complaints against him they made him retire yeah but this one lost his license to practice Ooh. so this is what happened it was it was a great day i was four or five years old in pittsburgh just a kid playing like Sonic in the morning on the We're seg. The kids of America. Playing, yeah. Oh. I lived above the deli. I'd go down with 50 cents, come back up with a sack of candy. Apparently, I did that one too many times. Had to go to the dentist. Sack of candy, some beef curtains. Yeah, a couple beef curtains. He used to have this spiced ham that I used to go down there and buy. It was great. Pastrami. Nope. Spiced ham. Okay. It was great. It was Tippy's. Tippy's Deli. I was upstairs playing my Sega, doing whatever. Hey, it's time to go to the dentist, but whatever. Go to the dentist, and in the dentist office, it was, like, primarily, like, a kid's dentistry place, and it was in Pittsburgh, so it was in, like, the third floor of a building or whatever, and you go in there, and in the waiting room, there's a TV, and it's, this is, like, the 90s, so it's, uh, like, a big box TV with a Nintendo 64 plugged into it, so you're, like, while the kids are waiting for the dentist, you get to play, like, Nintendo 64, so the first time I ever played the Nintendo 64, and I was having a blast. I think the Pokemon Stadium was in it. Oh, is that the one? Okay, yeah, it was a, a good, good game. So I'm like, I'm like, oh, man. So, of course, I'm so into this game that it's time for the dentist within, like, two seconds, it seems. I go in there. So far, this guy sounds all right. Oh, I was having a great day. And I go in there, and I don't know what was wrong with my teeth, but it was more than, more than a cleaning. Yeah. It was like they did the cleaning, and then they needed to, like, either pull a tooth, like one of my baby teeth or something that I still had, because I was only, like, four or five. Yeah. Ugh. And it was terrible. It hurt. So I was screaming. And it was just me in there. My mom wasn't in there. You sure you weren't just a pussy? I, maybe I was. But that's... I was screaming. Bloody murder. So... What are the... The dental hygienists? Like the assistants? Yeah. There's one in there. She starts holding me down. They bring another one in. She starts holding me down. They strap you to the table? They had, I believe, two on each side of me holding me down. Is he was like, it was at least one on each side, but I feel like there was three or four. Well, they, well they had like a pipe wrench in your mouth. So then I resorted to not opening my mouth. Like I had it pinched shut, like was not letting him get in there. And he pulled out what I would call the dentist equivalent of a car jack. Like, <laughs> oh, wait, was it one of those mouth things they use when they're working on you? It was like two prongs with like, like a knob or like something you squeeze on the back and he pushed it into my mouth and just started twisting it 
So it forced my mouth open. Oh, God. So it was like click, 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 like opening my mouth, like we'll say like a half an inch at a time. And he had opened it to the point where like I felt my, like felt my jaw pop, but not crack. It was like, like, and then it was like, <laughs> it was open like three quarters of the way that if not, it was at max capacity. It could not have opened anymore. And then one click past it. Ugh. So at that point, my mouth is just held open. I'm being held down, just screaming like, ah! like, like yeah. mouth open, like the scream you could get. And then my mom's pounding on the <laughs> dentistry door because, like, it was like the old doctor door that had like the grayness, so you can't see the yeah, person through, but you can see their in shadow. There. Yeah. And my mom's just screaming, "What's going on? Like, what's going on in there?" Eventually, they let her in. They they pull me out. I was absolutely traumatized because <laughs> I thought every time you go to the dentist, you were going to be in excruciating pain. Yeah. You'll get held down and then have a car jack put in your mouth. <laughs> It's like some shit from the movies. So I think that was just one of the cases that led to him never being allowed to practice dentistry oh again. Oh my god. Maybe I was a little little shit that was couldn't tolerate pain. I don't know. That sounds pretty bad. But I'm pretty sure Did he, he get it done? Did he get the job done? I don't remember. I just remember having one of the worst days of my childhood there. Wow. I want to know what the operation And was. maybe that's in the playbook of, like, if the kid's a little shit that can't tolerate pain, you have to go here at some point. But he definitely skipped the part where it was like, hey, buddy, is that hurting you? We're actually going to, we have to take care. Like, he didn't, like, he skipped no, he the part where he, like, it. tried to reason with me. I'm pretty sure, like, if you're a dentist for, like, five and six-year-olds, there's probably a step in there where you, it's not a very comfortable experience. No. But it's like, give the kid a chance to, like, buck up. He just went to, like, oh, another one of these kids, hold him down and clamp him. Yeah, like, he could have been just at that point in his career where he's just like, I don't even care anymore. <laughs> just wanted to get the job done. Give him the jack. <laughs> it was terrible. Give him the jack. Hold him down. Oh, I went from playing, like, one of my favorite video games of my childhood to just having my mouth jacked open. Jeez. Yeah, I never had, like, any real bad experiences at the dentist. Yeah, it, there was only one time when I was in uh, Little League, and it was right after Morgan Hugel got nailed with that. It was like a, he played second base, and mm-hmm. it was like one of those balls that took a bad hop, hit him square in the mouth, and knocked all of his teeth out. How about that shortstop getting hit? In the face the other day? Oh, that was I amazing. I never wished that on anybody, but I, he deserved he it. He did. Anyways, Morgan, um, second base. Yeah, he Anyways. got all of his teeth knocked out, so of course all the parents in the league we're like, because he had to get his jaw like wired back together after it happened. He had like wires that went up through his teeth and everything. Oh, around that time was the same time I think that like Andrew Angros had hit that line drive that hit Ryan Zackel's dad like right. I think it was Ryan Zackel's dad right in the. Floor. No, it was Andrew Johnson's dad. Right, hit him in like, the face. Split yeah. his forehead open. Like, yeah, they had to call an ambulance. Yeah, I was that standing happened. right next to the batting cage when it happened, and he just like fell, and there was blood. Yeah, that, I think the ambulance got called to the field like three oh. times that summer. Probably. It was like three or four times. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we were well, we were a good round of I honestly believe that our round of little leaguers there, there was a lot of talent there. Like we were hitting the ball hard and scale to our age and size. I think there was a ton of talent. I think that was also the best time of little league for our area. Oh, and because well, that's yeah. before they put that addition on the school, so the little league fields took up like such a huge area because there was the tennis court there, the oh, playground yeah. was like I spent my entire summer at those baseball fields, oh, yeah. and there was always I at least it. like I loved it. 
enough kids sitting around where you could field another team of just riffraff so you could go play a game while everything else was going on. Yeah, 90% of the friends I made and still have, like 90 of the 90, are from Little League Baseball. Oh, yeah. And it's like right when I moved up here, too. So like, it was the best. Little League Baseball was the shit. I, how I met Artie was after our first Little League practice, we'd went over the tennis court to play like tennis ball, wiffle ball. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's where we'd play home run derby at. Yeah, and I had uh, my first pitch... I underhanded it to Artie, and he line drived it and hit me right in the Adam's apple. <laughs> <laughs> like that's like how I met Artie, just under or like toss it in. I mean, full line drive right to the throat. Oh man. But anyways, um, yeah. So Morgan got his teeth knocked out. All the parents are like, "We gotta get mouth guards." <laughs> And so, of course, like, the next week I'm in the dentist's office. I got to get a mouth guard. So, Dr. Summers comes in and he's got, like, this brick of clay. Mm -hmm. It's, like, bigger than my mouth. And so, he's like, all right, what you're going to have to do is we're going to put this in your mouth. And you're going to have to bite down on it and hold it in your mouth for, like, two minutes. Mm -hmm. So, it, like, sets. Makes the mold, yeah. I'm like, okay, you got whatever. A fitted mouth guard. I got a fitted mouth guard. Damn. Yeah. And I think I wore it like once. I never had a mouth guard. Oh, they also got me one of those like chest heart protectors. Cause there, a story came out that summer that a kid got hit in the chest while he was batting and it like caused him his heart to explode and he died. I never Sometimes there's just risks associated with what you do. Yeah. And you especially just, sports. You just gotta do it. Well, uh, I mean, wear a helmet. Yeah, course, wear a helmet. But like, there's there's definitely a point when your kid who doesn't play catcher walks out wearing like catcher's gear to play like short. Yeah, probably shouldn't be playing. Probably short. shouldn't be playing short. Um, so he sticks this block of clay in my mouth. Worst tasting thing oh, I'm sure I've it ever like straight, had like, in my mouth. It tastes like just pure poison, like a rusty penny. It was so bad, and I had to have it in there for, like, two minutes, and it took up the entire space of my mouth, and so I just had to hold it in there, and then it's, like, of course, I'm drooling, Mm -hmm. and all this drool is going down the back of my throat, and I'm just getting sicker and sicker as I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, I'm going to puke, and the hygienist is just saying, just just 30 more seconds, 30 more seconds, and I'm just like, and she takes this thing out of my mouth, and I'm just, like, beelining for the bathroom. I'm out of the chair, out the room, <laughs> and I'm running down the hallway to find a bathroom. So I find the bathroom, and I didn't, I'd never been to the bathroom at the dentist's office before. Yeah. So I'm just like, where's the bathroom? Where's the bathroom? And I think I might have even said that to, like, one of the hygienists that I ran past. I'm, like, you know, 10 years old, sprinting through the back of the dentist's office. Where's the bathroom? So she points me to the bathroom. And I'm holding it in, holding it in. As soon as I get in there, the first thing I see is the sink. So I just sprint over to the sink and just heave all through the sink. Land, heave, ho. Oh, my God. I mean, I just filled the sink with puke. Puke and chunks of clay. Yeah, and it's not one of those hole drains. It's one with a grate over it. Mm -hmm. So the chunks aren't going (laughs) I've puked in none of those before when I was like, drinking in a place and I wouldn't or shouldn't have been and I was like playing cards and I used the playing cards to like scoop it out <laughs> like the ace of spades and the nine of diamonds oh. and the three of clubs it took like seven or eight cards and then it got to the point like do you know whenever you're eating like chips and salsa and your one chips breaks so you bring another chip in to like yeah. double do it 
I hit that point where I was like, this is not going quick enough. <laughs> I need to get this out of here. Anyways. Oh, I just like, I ran the water a couple times to like, so the liquid was gone. Try to pound the, some of it through. Yeah, all the chunkies were still there. I'm like, fuck it, I'm done with this. And I uh-huh. like left it all in there. And I went back to the dentist. And then I think it was like Maggie or Jane. Your breath had to have smelled so bad. Oh, awful. And Maggie or Jane went into the bathroom shortly after I was in there and saw the puke in the sink. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was not a good experience. That's probably my like worst experience at the dentist and really wasn't that bad, but but yeah, I had to get a mouth guard fitted. I think I honestly wore that mouth guard maybe two or three times. All I know is that was my first experience. My next one was like a root canal, which was really painful. So I've always dreaded the dentist. And I hear people say it's like I've heard people get excited to go to the dentist and I think there's something wrong. But realistically, they probably just had a Pretty good dentist growing up. Oh, we had a good dentist. Dr. Summers was pretty sweet. Yeah, so it'd be like, uh, well, I got to go to the dentist. That kind of sucks, but cleaning should be nice. Whatever. Mine was like, get your tooth ground down to a tic-tac. Get a card jack put in your mouth. <laughs> my dentist experience was like, go in, get your teeth cleaned, and then go mow my lawn, and I'll pay you money for it. Doesn't sound bad. I definitely envy that. Yeah, he paid for my summers and cleaned my teeth. Mine was, was pretty good. Screaming bloody murder from my mom. Mom! <laughs> but more more shrieky. Oh, man. I need to schedule another dentist. Oh, I haven't morning. been to the I haven't been to <laughs> forever. I need to go so bad. I was thinking about that a couple of weeks ago. But I now, passed the dentist office. I'm I haven't like, been there. I need to go there. I haven't been there in so long that I'm that worried. I'm worried, and the step might be put a car jack in his mouth and go to town. That's what I'm worried about, Because too. you're not going to be able to keep your mouth open through this pain. But that's I wish the thing. I had it's money. It's one of those things, the longer you put it, and that's my other thing, is I know it's going to cost me money. If I really had that $5 million, or not even... We do. We just had to send her an email. Mm-hmm. Even if, if I just had a couple like a couple thousand dollars of like true disposable income, it's like win a $2,000 scratch off today, I would take it to the dentist and be like, here's two grand. Put me under. Just do what you got to do. Get me going. I think I get like, like veneers. If I had like a bunch of money, I get the like total f- like job, the like uh, pimp my car job on my teeth. You know, like uh, what's his name? You can have like individual like Seth Green or uh, Seth Green, Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane. Have you ever seen his? teeth Mm-mm. you ever seen him smile it just doesn't look real Mm-mm. like his mouth just doesn't look natural no that's what i get done to my teeth i would get like those people that are really good with like really fine detail on like girls that get their nails done with like the really thin tim- tip oh brushes. yeah the asians i would get in <laughs> 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 i would get individual pictures drawn on all of my fake teeth would it be like portraits of famous people it'd be like It'd be like a kid, like you know, you remember when you were a kid and you'd get like sticky notes and you draw the kid bouncing the ball or running across the screen. Yeah, I would get that on my teeth so I could like run my finger under my mouth, pull my oh. lip up, and be like, you could watch the kid run across my teeth. <laughs> Something like that. That's probably one of the grosser things I've heard lately. <laughs> yeah, that's how my brain works, I guess. Where are we at here? Minute, minute seven. Mm. Approaching seventy men. How many bars is that? 253. All right. You want to close up shop for the day? Yeah, I'm tired of dealing with this shit. All right. We'll plug our shit. 
Boy. This is the Beef Soup Podcast with Bo and co-host Daniel, unless you would prefer Daniel and co-host Bo. I don't know where the aesthetic is. Like are you asking me that or are you asking the audience? Drake and Josh, Josh and Drake. Forever. I don't know. It's whichever one rolls off the tongue better. Anyways, Beef Soup. Get at us on Twitter at BeefSoupCast at gmail.com. Or just beef, what is it, at BeefSoupCast? Mm-hmm. And then BeefSoupCast at gmail.com if you want to send us a dang old email or send. Send us an email. We'll read it. We did it today. Or if you want. It happens. If you want to take the plunge to email Dr. Pastel and wherever the hell she's from, just give us like 10%. Dr. Pasquale. Yeah, the five million. Even ten percent of the five million would be five hundred K. We split two ways. Already. We just are gonna have to send her an email. She took this initiative and sent us one. Mm, we'll see and what an happens. offer for five million. But I think we said it in our last episode. But we are on Spotify, which I think is really awesome. I think that's an accomplishment. Yeah, we we're like, hey, get us on Spotify, and like, because they give have us to a, give us a month to figure it out. They have a screening process. Mm-hmm. So we actually made it for podcasts. It's a lot harder for podcasts than it is for artists to get on Spotify, like mm-hmm. music artists. But yeah, we're on Spotify. We're on iTunes, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Google Play Store. We're on just about every every platform, platform out there, baby. Um, yeah, if you want to send us a dang old email, let us know what you're doing, what you're thinking, what we should be doing. Let me know how I should do this. Uh, send us some articles about some more maybe bad boys. Stealing donuts or stealing you know what videos. I really want? I want people to send in articles from their local. If we could get some people local to send news, us local news. Yeah, let's rival your local small county with our local small county. Oh man, I did have an article from our small county from this week. Save it for next. Oh, I'll ch- if I remember, I'll save it for next week. All right, it's pretty good. Thanks for tuning in, getting them toes in the soup, hearing that cauldron bubble. And we'll catch you next time. See you.